Well, the word podcast is defined as a digital recording of a radio broadcast or similar programme made available on the internet for downloading to a personal audio player. The word is derived from a combination of broadcasting and iPod. So if you've got an iPod for Christmas, what's available to you? Well, Chris Kimber is Managing Editor of Radio and Music Interactive for the BBC. Anthony Capstick is a writer, IT consultant and podcaster. So, Anthony, for the less technically advanced among us, and I do include myself in that, what do you do to make it work? Well, you first have to make a recording uh, using uh, uh, some software that's out there, uh, for example, Audacity, very good software, download free on the internet. Make a recording with a good microphone, and then uh, you have to place it on a server so that people can actually connect to it and, and, and download it to their uh, uh, iPods or, or MP3 players. And um, the whole process is somewhat tricky to um, uh, to master, but many podcasts actually tell you how to do a podcast. So this isn't just listening to the traditional radio programmes. This is you effectively blogging, but like a radio programme. Yeah, it, it, you, you become your own personal broadcaster. And I think this is what's so exciting about the technology is that it's empowering people from individuals uh, to, to, to create and broadcast to the world topics that, that are of interest to them. Of course, there's some really crazy subjects out there, but equally there's some very important subjects, and, and uh, it's uh, for very low cost just to have a laptop with a built-in microphone, you can start podcasting. Now, what are the advantages, Chris, for the BBC? Well, I think what Anthony's been talking about is uh, from the from the kind of podcasters, uh, the person who's actually um, making a podcast program. From our point of view, we've we've been uh, thinking about it from the listener's point of view, and I think there's kind of three main things. Um, podcasting offers listeners more choice. Uh, and that there's a huge number of programs um, uh, or podcasts out there for people to listen to. Um, but the two key things are that it offers control, as in you can listen to the program on demand when you want, rather than when uh, the broadcaster decides to schedule it. And really the key thing is about portability. This makes radio portable. It makes on-demand radio portable. And that's something that, that really hasn't happened so far. Um, we've had the radio player where you can actually listen to uh, this program and, and uh, virtually every other BBC radio program for for seven days after broadcast but to do that you have to be next to a, a, a connected computer whereas podcasting uh, takes it one stage further and allows that radio program to come with you to be portable you can listen to it whenever and wherever you want but i, I mean we heard from that awful little jingle that you can listen when it suits you but apart from the the flexibility isn't it also a threat to the bbc because there are going to be so many more competitors available I think you could see it as a threat um, in, in the sense that um, it's increased competition and someone who's listening to um, a, 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 a sort of amateur podcast or a podcast from another broadcasting organisation is not listening to a BBC radio programme. Um, I think that would kind of be a bit of a negative way of looking at it. We see it more as a, as a, as a kind of opportunity um, and, and actually an opportunity for, uh, for BBC content to be put at the heart of this new technology um, and actually to, to allow people to listen to those programmes when wherever they want to, rather than saying, no, you have to listen to it when we schedule it. Now, so, Anthony, why are you actually doing it? Why are you podcasting? Because it sounds to me as if it could be just a ghastly free-for-all out there. 
Well, it depends what you, your interest is. I mean, I, I have a, my own IT company as a, an IT consultant, but I'm also interested in using technology creatively. And one way to podcast is a bit like, why would you write a book? Why would you have a blog where you, you distribute with people and share your thoughts? And uh, I do it because it's an extension of uh, radio, if you like, uh, and also writing. Um, and I'm also very enthusiastic about technology, so I, I like to sort of make things happen and then explain to other people how I've made it happen. But when you say there are subjects out there that are important, what yeah. sort of things do you think are worth listening to? Well, uh, do I think worth listening to? Well, I, for example, believe that it increases radio coverage and radio listening. Uh, I listen to many BBC radio programmes that I wouldn't otherwise listen to. In business, for example, I've, li I've listened to the Ricky Gervais show, uh, also New Scientist and uh, the film review. Uh, Mark Commode's film review. Now, I just wouldn't listen to those normally because I just wouldn't have the free time. But with my MP3 player, I can subscribe to those programmes and so they've got more listeners by one with me because of podcasting. And so I think that that's the important thing of it. It's displacing when the, 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 the uh, content is distributed. But, but how different, Chris, is the experience of listening at leisure? Because some programmes are just scheduled for a particular day and for a particular time of day. Yeah, I think that, that podcasting doesn't necessarily suit all programmes. Um, you know, our experience in the trial so far, we're, we're running a trial and we have been uh, since uh, last May, um, a, a limited trial of programmes. Uh, and our experience and, and the kind of feedback we've been getting is that, that the kind of very current affairs or very news-based programmes are not necessarily the types of things that people uh, want to listen to on demand because they really do require you to listen to them right there and then. So I'm guessing that kind of programme and maybe, you know, live coverage of sporting events or live coverage of, of, of pretty much anything that's happening right now is not necessarily going to be something you're, you'll really want to listen to on demand. But an awful lot of radio um, actually... Uh, does have a shelf life um, either of you know a day or quite often in fact a lot longer than a day um, you know weeks or even months um, for example one of the most popular programs that we offer as a podcast at the moment is, is Radio 4's um, um, In Our Time now that program really is, 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 is pretty timeless in itself in that you could still listen to programs from uh, uh, you know last month or, or the month before which would still be as relevant now as they were on the day that they were broadcast so I think that one of the reasons why we're doing the trial is to actually find out what kind of programs work as a podcast um, and, and you know getting the feedback from the listeners as to, as to what they really like it is i suppose free at the moment as ostensibly is, is radio itself because you only need to buy a license for for television should the bbc be charging for it chris well, that's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, uh, right now, I think that uh, what we're doing is a trial which um, falls within the public service remit of what the BBC is doing. Um, uh, and so, so we, we have no plans to, to start charging for these um, at, at the moment. Uh, so, you know, we, we're seeing it as an alternative way of consuming BBC radio programmes which, you know, have been paid for out of the licence fee. Um, I, I'm sure there are discussions going on around whether, whether there's a commercial model there, and in the future there may be commercial models. Certainly outside of the BBC, there will, I, I, I imagine there will be um, paid-for podcasts. But right now in the BBC, our, our view is that this is, this is another way of uh, consuming programmes which have been paid for by the licence fee, um, and we're taking advantage of the technology to allow 
allow that to be consumed on demand and in a portable way. Anthony, is there money to be made out of it? I think there is, yeah, because, uh, but not in perhaps the conventional sense, but in an interim way. Music's a very good example of, of where usually if you look at the list, uh, the top list of the, the top podcasts on, on uh, iTunes, you'll see that most of them are speech because there's digital rights with uh, uh, broadcasting music and how would the artist get paid. However, what's happening is that artists are putting their music on beginning early artists just to get uh, 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 coverage and then they use that as a step to get a contract. Anthony Capstick, Chris Kimber, thank you both very much indeed.